Uh, also, I potentially have COVID. So I started developing a sore throat today. So I may cough quite a lot. So we'll see and see how that goes. But if I laugh, like lately when I've been laughing, it's been like, <laughs> like I sound like, you know, British trucker. So <laughs> that'll be fun. <laughs> Little John. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, fans and people who clicked this by accident, thinking it was the season two trailer to the Complete Guide to Horror Movies podcast. Today, we're talking season one of the Chucky TV series, in which after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? This is a direct sequel series to the string of popular child's play movies in the 90s and in recent years, the old Chucky direct-to-DVD films. BP, we'll start with you. What do you think about this TV series overall? Well, after the disastrous 2019, that was child's play. Which is, uh... <laughs> Drag her! <laughs> oh my God, you're so ridiculous. <laughs> completely butchered in our last episode. Uh, this was a welcome to a welcome return to what is Chucky. Um, I actually really liked this series. Um, when it got announced, I was worried because uh, there are a couple other shows, a couple other movies that sort of morphed into a TV show. Scream uh, did it, which wasn't that great, and then I know it did last summer. Also did it, which wasn't that great either. Yeah, <laughs> there is Didn't a show that one. Yeah, uh, that one was fucking yeah. So, like, sort of the announcement this was a bit sort of like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder how this is going to go. But, yeah, no, I was actually yeah, really surprised. I I really liked it. Um, I appreciate that they got actors that are pretty much the age of 13, 14, 15 and actually were that age in the show because there's not a lot of shows these days that are doing that. And you look up the, you know, so like Riverdale, Justin, where they're probably like 30 and they're meant to be 18 in the show. I could, I could. Chucky, as ever, is likable. He's cute as a doll, but then just as savage as he was in the movies. Um, yeah, but I think it was... I, I appreciate the way they did this. I think there was more time to explore key issues, um, particularly, like, around, I guess, Jake as sort of the, the main person in the show with, like, his sexuality and, like, you know, him doing... Him, like, him making statues and that sort of stuff and then having, like, an abusive father... And that sort of stuff, I appreciated that they went in depth. And, um, yeah, I think it was well done. The kills are really good. Um, yeah, I can't really fault it. I think it was good uh, TV transition from the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. For me, I was initially concerned as well. 
well because with a TV series, it's either really, really good or it can go that I know what you did last summer route where it, I personally, I'm, honestly, we should probably do it. I know what you did last summer TV series episode at one point because <laughs> that is, Jesus, I, you know, I'm just going to save my anger for that one. But <laughs> yeah, it's not, that's not good. Uh, yeah. yeah, like with the Chucky TV series, I felt it was more in line with the straight up horror elements of Curse of Chucky, but a little bit mixed in with some comedy from like Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. I felt that Tiffany was used appropriately. Like she wasn't in every single scene. She was used at the right points with the plot devices. And likewise, touching on with the main character whose name I've already forgotten, but I felt like they were dealing with these issues of sexuality. It wasn't so in your face and like, yes, queen, work, hunty. (laughs) It was very natural. And I felt because of his age as well, like it was very age appropriate as well, which I really like. I find that a lot of, and like, this is my own two cents, but I find a lot of like gay themed media is like very over-sexualized, very just... So I roll my eyes constantly when I watch something. It's like, yes, watch me twerk hunting. Oh my God, slay. And it's like, not everything needs to be a drag race quote as much as I love RuPaul's drag race. But, like for me, I was really surprised by this TV series. I felt that it kept me on my toes. I yeah. really liked that there was some really strong character development as well. But um, I will say it threw me for a loop that Devin Sawa, who is notoriously known on Instagram and Twitter as being like very queer friendly, like love celebrating pride. He often shares memes where it's like Chucky with the knife and it says, respect queer kids or your pronouns will be was was. Like he's just so <laughs> funny with it. But to see him play like a homophobic douchebag, it's like, damn, I believe that. And I don't want to believe it because I love Devin. Uh, Devin, what the fuck? Devin Salva. But yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Coop, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, I um I thought this this show is quite a treat. I didn't really know what to expect um going in. I remember hearing roughly about the same time as when that Child's Play remake was announced. <clears throat> I'd heard that um Don Mancini was in talks for a TV show and um I think at the time um I could be wrong here, but I remember thinking um that they were going to be named the same thing. I think at one point this show was going to be called Child's Play. Um, as well and i remember thinking ah shit i hope that you know uh a big high budget modern remake doesn't sort of get in the way of that if it's called the same thing but it's called something different and uh people seem to be embracing it as a different thing and understand that it's you know don mancini who's doing this um so that's good (laughs) but yeah no it's uh really good um i feel like there's so many levels of things to enjoy in this show there's of course, you know, you've got Chucky who hasn't missed a step. It's the, you know, it's mm. it's still fantastic. Um, but there's also they did such a good job of the character development in this show. And I think that is um helps the fact that it is a show as well. And um as BP was saying, I had concerns as well, given that I'd seen some bits of that Scream TV show. And it's really <laughs> it's really bad. I was like, oh God, I really hope it's not gonna yeah. go down that avenue where it's just you know just your throwaway um 8 30 on fucking nbm crime drama type bullshit like yeah. 
that's not what I wanted from a, t- a Chucky TV show at all. Um, but they've, yeah, they've explored so many things. Um, like, like you mentioned, Justin, um, sort of the uh, coming of age uh, story of someone understanding their sexuality. Um, bullying is something that they've touched on heaps. Um, and the, what's the character's name? Uh, yeah, Lexi. Um, yeah. Sort yeah. of the so- social pressures of that, the fact that, I mean, there's been so many TV shows that have, and movies that have touched on the, you know, the bully is bullied and the bully's life sucks as yeah. well, all that kind of shit. But, you know, um, <coughs> sorry. And um, I'm trying to think of sort of what else is like a general thing um, on this. Yeah, as BP said, the kills are really good, really creative. Um, and uh, that there is some bad acting in this as well. Um, but for the most part, I think it's it's pretty good. It's pretty well paced, and um, it's just interesting to see Chucky played out in a TV show pace, um, yeah. and sort of let those stories grow kind of naturally. Um, mm-hmm. As you mentioned, Justin Devon Sawa is is in this. I didn't notice this the first time I watched this. I just thought this was just oh yeah, it's some forty five year old guy playing a mean dad. I had no idea. I didn't put two and two together that this was fucking um what's his name in final destination alex browning <laughs> alex oh, Wait, i had what? no idea that it was alex in final destination i was like what the shit and then when oh, i really? re- re- yeah rewatched it um so it's his <laughs> it's not his dad is it it's his uh, uncle that takes him in after his dad gets electrocuted is that who yeah. devon sower is in the show yeah is it? Yeah. watch yeah yeah <laughs> See, there you go there you go watch it again it's not just some generic <laughs> Uh, fucking 45 year old bloody tanned man it's Devin Sawa get off the plane it's that wow. guy ah. weird so, hey mind blown <laughs> so funny to see him play the dual characters as well because yeah. I thought you know they look very similar like, because they're they, I thought they were different actors was he playing yeah, his dad as well I thought yeah yeah, what the fuck? I, I, oh, I thought they looked way too similar to be like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Hollywood baby. All white people look the same. That's just the way. <laughs> like, he could um, easily be Devin Sawa or like, uh, what's his name? Ethan Hawke or like insert any other <laughs> white actor. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I agree. Like it is such a mindfuck to think Final Destination 1 was released 22 years ago. And, like, mm. yeah, of course, people age, but you still don't really put it together. They're, like, this, like, rugged, you know, angry 40-year-old dad is the same teenage kid saying, the fucking plane's going to explode. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's even, like, Andy Barkley when, when I think I was watching uh, Curse of Chuck, uh, Curse of Chuck, you know what it was. Um, when he rocked up, I had a mind blank as to who it was, and I was like, oh, that's Andy as a kid mm. now growing up. But I don't really look at him and think he looks like him still. Yeah. So yeah. I was kind of like, who's this old man? <laughs> like, oh, it was cool to see Kyle back in the uh, in the show again. Yeah. yeah. Back, yeah. Back, in, back in the Chucky world. Um, mm. you know, I like that. I like that duo of uh, Andy and, and Kyle going around and just killing Chucky dolls and. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that, that that's that scene where they go and ask the like they're doing the census or something like ask the questions and then they just like shoot this doll and then he's <laughs> this whole family is scarred for life yeah. um, it's excellent 
that's actually one of my favorite parts about this series is the fact that yes there's new characters and i guess you could kind of say that this follows like the scream route of the requel in the sense that they bring the legacy characters back from child's play to you know obviously there's no returning people from bride of chucky but oh no i guess you could count tiffany yeah. in that same sense like it feels like they brought the best of the best back from the previous movies but it's still you know you don't necessarily have to have watched every other previous chucky movie to get the tv series yeah, for sure yeah. and, um, like i remember watching the first three episodes with my 12 year old sister who had no clue what chucky was you know thought it was just like a relic of like the 90s or something and she started watching brighter chucky and she's like oh that's the same doll and i was like yeah yeah. Same Tiffany, same everything. She's like, but but Tiffany doesn't age. I was like, hey, that's just Jennifer Tilly. Like, yeah, exactly. Like Fountain of Youth, wherever it is. <clears throat> I guess there there is one thing that could be kind of confusing to um to people because I, I was watching this show with my partner and she hadn't seen Curse and Cult. Um, so when uh, Jennifer Tilly and Nika come into it. I had yeah. to kind of like pause it and yeah. sort of give it, give her a backstory of like, oh, by the way, shit. And I didn't even realize that they were going to bring, bring that back in. I was actually kind of like, uh, when they brought back the whole several Chucky's thing. Um, Cause I thought it was a bit tacky in a cult of Chucky, but I feel like they do a better yeah. job of it in this. I'm actually starting to like <laughs> the idea of it. Um, but yeah, that would be a little strange if you weren't heaps familiar with it. It's like, why is this, <laughs> why is this, why is this woman in a wheelchair? Like, yeah. Uh, half, half the time capable of walking when she's talking in a weird voice and the other time she is in a wheelchair yeah uh there's that one part in the tv series where jennifer tilly cuts off nika's limbs and everything and was like uh, yeah well chucky possessed mm. her so we can't let her go away and i was just like oh. yeah i remember thinking like fuck nika's gone through it that fucking, yeah. she just can't catch a break at all yeah, um, the lake now. So. Mm. <laughs> it's like yeah. that part, and just like the overall general storytelling, which I felt was very appropriate for TV. You know, mm. it wasn't your typical Netflix show or typical, you know, modern day show where every single episode has to end on a cliffhanger or every single mm. episode has to be. You know, I find this trend now where it's episode ends on a massive cliffhanger and it's never really addressed in the next episode or it's just yeah. like glossed over like i'm gonna talk about it again but riverdale does this a lot where for instance one i think it was like the mid-season finale of season three the whole town goes into quarantine and the main characters nearly get shot because they're trying to get back into the town and then the very next episode, which didn't get released for three, four months, they're like, yeah, the quarantine ended. And I'm like, what was the fucking point of having this huge quarantine set up if in one minute we just go back to normal? Mm-hmm. And I felt Chucky TV series avoided this completely where it was very continuous, but they set up some plot threads where, you know, episodes one and two, you'd see some of the more major effects carried out in episodes six and seven, but you're not like dying, waiting for it to happen. It's just mm-hmm. like, yep, yeah, that'll come around later. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, it's more like where is this going to go? But um, uh, speaking of like movies morphing into TV shows, the only other one I've seen recently, which I don't know if anyone has seen it, is The Purge TV show. And it's actually pretty good for what it is. Because um, The Purge movies have started to go off on their own tangent they work with. But, uh, 
it's interesting they went to the TV show, but I think after doing, what, eight movies, nine movies now, it was probably time to sort of change it up and just mm. maybe try the TV show route because they probably looked at Scream, even though it was MTV and it was really bad, it did somewhat well and got renewed, I think, for another season. So I think there's two of that. And then The Purge got two seasons out of it. So, yeah, I think I just like that they were able to take their time this time around. And actually, it was like, you know, 45, 50-minute episode. Yeah. Yeah, or half an hour. I think yeah, I think they're an hour with ads, yeah. Which I which I like because it gets you to like, tell the story a bit more proper. But yeah, I think um most Chucky fans appreciated this is like the best route they should have gone after mm-hmm. Child's Play remake. Uh, honestly, sure. talking about like bad T V series, so I know what you did last summer and season three of the Scream TV series. Uh, I don't know which one's worse because both are absolute shit, but seasons one and two of the Scream TV series, it's eh, about a four out of 10. And then season three is like a zero out of 10 for both I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream because none of it makes sense and nothing really gets resolved by the end. So. I guess Amazon were expecting a season two of their like last summer series, but obviously that never happened. So I was just like, oh, okay, well, why the fuck did I waste all my time watching those episodes? I mean, to our listeners out there, you're better off just reading the Wikipedia plot summaries and you'll have a much more interesting experience. But anyway. Uh, uh, I think, uh, I was just going to say, I think the issue with I Know You Did Last Summer was that I had trouble trying to identify what it was trying to be because in some parts it seemed like it was a comedy and then it was a horror and then a thriller and I couldn't yeah. take some things seriously in it and it didn't really have a, a main uh, focus as to what it wanted to be whereas like Chucky I mean Chucky's sort of horror comedy and they never really delved out of that in the TV show as well which is good so they mm. kind of just kept it on track um, but yeah I know you did last summer I think they just yeah, there were some questionable sort of actors and like what they were trying to portray. And I'm like, you know, it's not, they're not like pulling it off. They're not convincing me that they're actually being a police officer, but like the police officer, the, the mom in Chucky was convincing as being like interrogator. Yeah. That sort of thing. So, did you, uh, BP, did you have any particular favorite parts of the series at all with Chucky? Um, nothing in particular that stood out. I think I just appreciated that. Uh, it was actually like a, a watchable show and each episode was quite enjoyable. It's sort of like I can't really point out a bad episode out of any of them. Mm. Um, like I said, I like the kills. I liked the kill in the, the clinic where she goes out the window for what she thought of like the station five. <laughs> <laughs> and yet they repurposed that kill because that was in Child's yeah. Play 2 as well. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's a nice little throwback. Yeah. Um, but I do, yeah, I do like the character development, especially Lexi, because I didn't like her. Probably in the first three episodes, I didn't like her as an actor or, like, in no, the show. I wanted her. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then by the end, you actually feel sympathy for her because, like, her parents, you know, just don't really have time of day for her. And then you've that got my that. mare sucks. Yeah. And then the sister, I'm like, does the sister have a disability or some sort of condition? Because she seems very, like, I want Chucky. Like, it's felt very much like Veruca out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when she wants the golden ticket. She's like, get it now. I want it now. Mm. <laughs> I don't like, think I it's ever explained, you. but I feel like it's no. it's implied that um, uh, that she has some kind of mental disability, I'm yeah. assuming. 
Um, and yeah, bloody mom. Oh, I just love that saying that you can be a mom or a man. I'm doing my best to be both. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, overall, I, nothing I can really think. I just think it was like, like a, quite a decent show and I'm happy that they renewed it for a season two. It'd be interesting to see, I guess, what characters, uh, new characters will be reintroduced. I know that um, Glenda was yeah. in that post not long ago. So, and there is mention of Glenda, I think, in the first or second episode, because Jake's asking. I think Chucky and Jake are talking about sexuality, and then Jake and then Chucky says, "I have a uh, a son and a daughter." I think that's what he says. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Yeah, also, he says has a gay kid." Um, yeah. Or was it yeah. Uh, gender neutral or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget the exact term. Yeah. Yeah, and like when they talk about that. I think it shows Chucky's growth as well because in scene of Chucky, he's never like he says some horrible things to Glenn and Glenda. Like it looks like he fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. But mm. when it was like about like Glenda being a boy or Glenn, uh, no, Glenn being a boy or Glenda being a girl, it felt like he was more like that didn't phase him as much as him being like, but it's my boy. Like he wanted yeah. a son as opposed to having a daughter. And like you see that with like some videos online where it's like the, what do you call it? Those fucking white people things, the gender reveals. Uh, yeah. Fireworks. <laughs> and like gets upset because he's having another girl. And yeah. it's like, why are these videos a thing? But yeah. no, I agree. Uh, Coop, did you have any particular favorite part of the series? Um, I- I mean, yeah, but pretty much what what BP was saying as overall um, with Chucky, the, the fact that it is both horror and comedy, and it can kind of bounce between those pretty seamlessly. Um, there's a lot of heavy shit that happens in this show, but it still continues to be light enough um, to sort of bring you through it, whilst also being really gory and horrible it's it's just kind of really well done i mean especially when you look at the shit like um like what lexi does at the school social or dance or whatever i mean that's fucking dark man like dressing up as someone's dying dad getting electrocuted i mean that is fucking disgusting um and uh the idea of um you know the fact that chucky's kind of trying to befriend these people and also trying to make them kill while also doing you know literally killing all their parents like the uh as you mentioned before like um pushing the mum out the window and like landing on the sun i mean that's (laughs) again like um pretty fucking heavy (laughs) um but it's still yeah it's still like a such a light time and um really really easy to watch um they've added more to the rules of Chucky with the um, uh, what's it called? The idea of if he gets into a human body, then he can then get into any human bodies and do whatever, whatever he wants. And then he's got an army. That's a new thing. But I mean, they've been doing that in Chucky movies for a while. I mean, there wasn't several Chucky's two movies ago even. So yeah. <laughs> um, that you just kind of got to, go along for the ride i guess um but no i thought it was quite enjoyable overall i'm looking forward to to season two i'm glad that people are receiving it well mm-hmm. um and because it could have been even even the way it is it people could have not understood it um and not gotten into it and been like oh well why isn't it like scary it's chucky but like i think people have are more up to date and realize some of the last movies have sort of 
led in that direction and yeah. that's kind of the obvious way to go and what better way to uh, flesh out the story than do it in a TV show. I think, uh, as I said earlier, the other thing that I like appreciated was obviously the actors. I was actually genuinely surprised they were getting people because I was on Wikipedia stuff at the same time when I was watching the first episode. I'm like, holy shit, they're actually like 15 years old or 14 years old in the show. Mm, so I uh, actually like props to them for actually doing that and not getting like a 25 year old to betray a 14 year old and you can clearly yeah. tell that they're 25. So I think that was even more convincing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, as I said before, as well, like I like that it was age appropriate as well, uh, especially in regards to the talking about the sexuality and coming of age. Um, I don't, I don't think I have any least favorite parts. I felt that everything was paced correctly. It wasn't, you know, let's intru- let's bring back every single character ever in the first episode. I felt that it was released at a like not a glacial pace, but at a appropriate pace, so that everyone had their time for each episode and that helped make it you know there's no boring episodes there's no filler um yeah so i was pretty happy with it fair enough so yeah uh bp and coop as you both mentioned uh season two feature the return of glenn and glenda uh what i'm particularly looking forward to is the fact that it's glenn and glenda age so the last time we saw uh these characters was when they had transferred their souls at the end of seed of chucky and you know, it's like the British, like, kind Glenn was in, like, a little five-year-old version of Ed Sheeran. The Glenda character was this completely deranged, psychotic also version of Ed Sheeran. But, you know, I was always wanting to see what would happen with those characters because clearly there's going to be that dynamic and conflict between good versus evil with Glenn versus Glenda. Yeah. And what I really like as well is that when I saw the... I think it was on Jennifer Tilly's Facebook... Um, it looks like Glenn and Glenda will be like teenagers as opposed to like fully grown adults. So mm-hmm. for me, I feel like it's going to treat like certain issues like uh, gender identity or non-binary and whatnot with a lot of respect, similar to how the first season was around sexuality, which we've spoken about quite a bit before. But um, I'm really interested to see how the characters, well, the surviving characters, I should say, from season one progress in season two. But um, I have a feeling that Don Mancini is going to have some tricks up his sleeve. So maybe we might see more returning characters from Child's Play 1 to 3 or Bride Seed of Chucky. Um, Big people, start with you. Do you, like, what are your thoughts on season two? Is there anything you're hoping to see? Well, look, I'm hoping they, you know, film it in Canada and it's shot in New York. Uh, <laughs> 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 no jokes. No, I, don't, I don't know where it's in. Um, where is it filmed in? Um, Hacky Stack. New Jersey. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because there's really been nothing like revealed about what's happening in season two. The only sort of clue you get at the end of episode eight um, the shot of someone's arm on the tree when the kids are at the graveyard. And it's not revealed whose arm that is, but it's there, like someone's watching them. Do you, does anyone remember that scene? No. One of the last there's things a... I remember is, is the Tiffany doll. Uh, it's like Jake, um, Lexi, and uh, I guess the other person is someone else is there at the grave. And then there's a shot of the teacher standing at the car. And then there's mm. another shot that shows someone's like arm. Like, oh, that, that's right. There's, 
there's someone else. Yeah, 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 I remember that. I was like, I don't know who they're trying to say who that is. I was trying to do that. It looks kind of figuring it a guy, but um, yeah, I don't know. That's his name. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with this. I'd, like, it'd be interesting to see if they're going to keep the same cast or if it's going to be a different cast altogether. But like you said, Justin, if uh, Glenn and Glenda are meant to be a teenager, I can see it happening where they'll probably, you know, connect with Jake in mm. his sexuality and that will be sort of a thing. But I don't know where they're going to go from here with it. I mean, I guess it's just going to be a new detective comes in because the other one died and they're <laughs> going to start looking into it and maybe there's going to be more killings, but it maybe it goes to like college or something. But no. I have a feeling there yeah. might be some characters from... I was going to say Curse of Chucky, but nearly everyone died in that one. But uh, Cult of Chucky with the Asylum, I feel like they might bring some side characters back, even if it's just for like a cameo appearance in one episode, or they'll have to continue the storyline with Nika as well, because mm. last we saw, poor thing was pretty much a vegetable at this stage. Like, no, there's no nothing. Um, I do think it'll focus on jake primarily but maybe lexi might get some kind of screen time as well um yeah yeah i'm i'm interested to see uh Cook, did you have any thoughts on season two or what you'd like to see um i hope it does continue with the characters um surviving characters of season one that have been established um i think it feels like they've put a lot of effort into their their storyline um, so it would be good to see that continue and, and play out. Um, and from from what I've I've seen, um, I think it's set to uh, is it coming out around um, October, um, so around Halloween, I believe. Yeah. And so, from yeah, what I've been seeing on um, uh, Don Mancini's and Jennifer Tilly's uh, Instagram, um, it looks like it's going to be set around Halloween in the show. So I'm assuming it's. Maybe it's a year later, maybe it's two years later, maybe it's a couple of years later. I don't mind the idea of, you know, maybe them in college, but, um, I mean, how long ago was it filmed? Are they going to look old enough to be in college? I mean, that's the problem with um, age-appropriate actors is that if you're filming something a year later that's meant to be five years later, it's going to look a little bit silly, isn't it? But um, we'll see how that plays out. I hope it's the same characters. Um, I like the idea of Glenda coming back. Um, That's going to be awesome. Um, that I like how they sort of hinted at it uh, throughout the first season, sort of subtly, and then a bit more on the nose towards the end of the show. Um, I like that uh, Tiffany, as a doll, um, made an appearance towards the end of the show, yeah. and I'm keen to see more of that uh, in season two. How many Tiffany dolls are there? Uh, yeah. Is there an army of Tiffany dolls? Is there going to be a Tiffany on Chucky War is it going to be like Freddy versus Jason? Who knows? Um, <laughs> maybe like Godzilla versus Kong, but like Tiffany versus Chucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll be it'll be like Transformers, and they'll all form like a giant Chucky and a giant <laughs> Tiffany, and it'll be the fight for Hack and Sack, saving Hogwarts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just take bits and pieces from every genre and every little thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm 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 keen, and from all the little shots and shit I've been seeing on social media, it looks like it's it's going to be a good time. It looks like they're putting the effort in it's being filmed right now um and yeah i'm very keen to see some more of this tv show Mm. me too me too actually you just made me think of a good point with the aging of the uh uh, not the character sorry the actors i think because there's about two or three years between filming from season one to season two maybe they might 
just do a thing where instead of being in like, I don't know, year eight or nine in high school, which I don't know what the American equivalent is, like junior high or some shit, but yeah. maybe they yeah. might be senior year, high school musical mm. three senior year. <laughs> um, I also wonder, will they go the route of using that really fucking shit de-aging process, which they used in um, that movie about the It, It Chapter yeah. 2. Like how, yeah. I can't remember the, I think his name's Jack Dylan Grazer, who plays Eddie. They de-aged him, and you can tell that it's so awkward, and he looks kind of like Play-Doh. Yeah. Like he's like, come on, look at this, look at this. And he's got like that, uh, what do you call it, the table tennis racket thing with a ball on a string, ball in a cup. Sometimes the old-fashioned playthings are the best. Hey, kids of America, it's hand-painted wooden ball in a cup. Who needs constant electronic video stimulation when there's ball in a cup? Mexico's favorite toy for over 340 years. Toss the ball, catch it in the cup. Dump it out of the cup, toss it, and catch it in the cup again. The ball is on a string and attached to the cup, so there's no worry if you don't catch the ball in the cup. And cleanup is as easy as catching a ball in a cup. So why spend another day not catching a ball in a cup when you could be catching a ball in a cup? Ball in a cup, ball in a cup, it's a ball in a cup. And it's like, dude, why is your face like warping all over the place? Like, this is a huge, you know, 70, 80 million dollar budget movie. And yet they couldn't spend all that time keyframing like two scenes that he's in. Just shit like that really irks me about Hollywood because it's like, this wasn't like, I give Australian movies a lot of shit, but I feel like if they were doing something like that, they would do it right. Whereas America's just like, oh my god, who cares? Bill Skarsgård's an evil clown. Lol, the first movie made <laughs> like six hundred million, and yeah, yeah. those movies uh, are bad. Uh, I did you hear that TV show that's been announced? Yeah, what now? don't I'm tell me there's going to be an it TV show. It's called Dairy or something. Oh, stop <laughs> it! There's been no, but it's set before. Uh, it, it chapter one, I think it explores the events before it. And it didn't, when I read it last night, it just said no one's been confirmed, even um, what's his name that does Pennywise. Yeah. Uh, the pro- the problem wasn't, wasn't him in Derek. that movie. Are we yeah. going to be doing it? Are we covering that movie? I might just save it for then. I've got a lot to say about that movie. So <laughs> um, we, we probably will, but at the same time, I. Right, so I've changed my tune over the years. When It Chapter 1 came out, I was yeah. such a huge fan from how close it was to the book, even though yeah. the book is like literally twice the size of the Bible, but no one could ever adapt a Stephen King movie properly unless you had like a full six-season TV series. But yeah. I, I liked the first movie. I watched it again and again. But... The second movie, I remember when I watched it, I literally turned to my brother and said, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And then two days later, I said, I don't fucking know what the hell that movie was about. That was so stupid. And now if I try to watch It Chapter 1 or It Chapter 2, I get so bored. Uh, and I think, no, I prefer Tim Curry as Pennywise by yeah. far. But, there, there's, yeah, there's elements from both that I like and I kind of wish it was in one movie, but... Like in it, chapter two in the new one, I still remember being in the movie. And I turned to my friend, and it was like two hours 20 into it. And I'm just like looking at him, I'm like, is this still going? Like, what's going on right now? Yeah. And it's like the scene where I think Pennywise is getting 
bigger or smaller. I like that scene <laughs> in the cave, and I was just like, "What's going on?" And I'm checking my watch, and I'm like, "Why is it going for three hours for chapter two? <laughs> that ending. I'm sorry. I I felt that the first movie really closely followed the book, like even specific yeah. things like Eddie with the leper. But the second movie, I didn't really understand it. The only thing they followed closely was the gay couple they get bashed at the and like murdered at the beginning. That was in the book. Everything was like as it was in the book. But ah, I didn't know that. They just did that for the kind of woke thing and whatever. No, no, it was fully okay. in the book and everything. Like Stephen King has come out and apologized and said, oh, I'm really sorry. This wasn't supposed to be like a homophobic thing. It was just that. It like the book was released right at the height of the AIDS crisis. So yeah. what he does is he taps into like psychological fears and all that. But he felt that you know, upon reflection, that he was kind of like making things worse. But for me, any representation is good representation anyway, because you know the whole <laughs> movements trying to like minimize us and all that shit, which I'll go into a rant later on. But that fucking ending of that movie where they bully him to death, I was like, this is. Yeah supposed to be a malevolent creature that can transform into fears, change environments, mind control, everything. And you're telling me because they told him that he was a slut or whatever, that he died. <laughs> I he was a slut. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I really don't understand it. And I'm like, is the more is the moral of the film supposed to be bully the bullies? Because yeah, yeah. that, that never works. So I'm like, nah, fuck that. But yeah, like, <laughs> I think in terms of TV series adaptations, Chucky's right up there with the best of the best. I felt that has its own identity, still carries on the legacy of like not only Chucky himself, but many, many, many characters from all the previous movies. And I'm very excited for season two. Usually I might only watch a couple of episodes of a specific season, like adaptation, and then just go, yeah, I'm not watching the rest of this shit. But yeah. no, I think it was good. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that like this, the way that Chucky was done, which is quite well done, is a hint that other people caught Saw to make sure they do it as good as this. Because if Saw can be done like this in a TV show, then I think it'll be able to save the franchise. Because I know they're talking about a TV show, so I kind of hope they get the right people and they're the next one to watch. So Chucky's a good example for anyone out there listening or doing movies and do a TV <laughs> show, do it like Chucky. Yeah. That's a good point because, like, um, to see sort of like a horror movie turned into a TV show done well, I mean, this is going to have knock-on effects, hopefully, and possibly yeah. negatively with some because some may try and fail. Um, yeah. but it, it's it's good to see that there it can be done. Um, and if yeah. the time's taken to do it properly, then it can be done properly. Yeah. Well, I think I think that the issue with like I know it did last summer was that it kind of deviated away from the movie origin it mm. kind of kept the same but not really and i think it kind of went too far left and not really on page with the movie so it kind of lost viewers and just became confusing as the episodes went on yeah okay yeah, yeah. Anyway. if they ever do a saw tv series i want it to be kind of controversial i want it to be entirely new writers only because i feel like josh stolberg the other guy yeah. even worth mentioning no offense but you know Jigsaw and Spiral were shit, as we say in our episode Every recaps, day. which you can listen to at any time. But, mm. you know, I feel like TV series are such a different format from movies. 
And like Don Mancini, I think this is his first TV writing credit as well, but I feel like he knew how to naturally adapt it to TV episodes. But Saw, I feel like they're going to go down this stupid path of like the cult of Jigsaw or it'll be someone like Saw Origins. Yeah, or like (laughs) Saw Tropicana, no. Like Saw, (laughs) like it's a new Jigsaw every episode or a new game like i honestly i wouldn't mind if it was like a new game every episode but it's like the same jigsaw killer throughout the tv series but if they're gonna do that i would rather it be something like you know john kramer's done plenty of other games before saw one like discounting jigsaw i don't count that as like part of the continuation of the story or mythology but you know, there should have been plenty more traps before, like the razor wire, the bathroom trap, all that stuff. They could easily get, as we say, John Kramer. They could get Tobin Bell back. They don't even have to do de-aging or anything. He literally yeah. never ages. Yeah. And, um, power of makeup, power of just, like, really nice colour grading. And yeah. maybe bring Shawnee Smith back. I like her. I like Amanda. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We, we don't want Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit, mate. Actually, they'll probably save Hoffman for, like, the final episode. And then season two is going to be, like, Hoffman's bringing back on winnable games. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, um, Hoffman, Hoffman versus, uh, yeah, Jigsaw. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I know we're going very off topic from Chucky, but I just wanted to read out this fan theory. So I was on Reddit the other day going through Jigsaw and everything. There's a fan theory that in Saw 3, because, like, we discovered that Hoffman was involved from the start, like, with Dr. Gordon and with the Saw 3 games where he, like, tips the body out and John Kramer's like, have some respect. But <laughs> what if it was John the human being? Yeah. But I saw this theory, which was, what if it was Hoffman setting up the unwinnable traps and he was blaming Amanda for it? Because you know how, like, it was, like, Amanda set up the classroom trap and that was unwinnable because he couldn't get through the door that was, like, what's the word? Like, yeah. Or something. Yeah. Likewise with, like, Carrie and everything. All that Carrie says is you, like, it's you or something. Like, they never... Yeah, she would have known both of them. Yeah. Like, she would have never seen Amanda. Um, I mean, it would have made more sense that it was Hoffman, but... Mm. Then, like, the whole twist with Saw 6 where he blackmails her into killing Lynn Denlin and everything. I'm like, that yeah. kind of ties into it. Maybe that's what the writers initially were going for, but I don't think they would have done that, like, as far back as Saw 3 because it was, like, new writers from Saw 4 onwards and it got really convoluted and everything. But mm, yeah, that theory is, like, one of the stronger ones compared to some of these stupid-ass ones where it's like, Adam's still alive. Adam got released. It's like his fucking corpse is in Saw 2. Like, he's dead. <sighs> you get over it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Poopy, Poop, thank you both for joining me again today to discuss Chucky. Thanks for having me. Was always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, listeners, in our next episode, we discuss Eden Lake, which is BP's pick of the month. A divisive entry in the horror genre with this ending. Bye.
she's walking over to me this must be fake my lip starts to shake how does she know who i am and why does she give up damn I'm gonna go kill your sister. Wanna come? Are you sleepy? You snooze, you lose.